Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Dozens of Long Island school districts face potential losses of state financial aid during the 2024-25 fiscal year under a proposed budget announced earlier this week by Governor Kathy Hochul, a Newsday Review finds. Details of the governor's plan, which includes nearly $35 billion in school assistance statewide, were released in Albany late Tuesday. Some local school leaders remained hopeful yesterday that the New York State Legislature will restore funding for the upcoming school year. A Newsday analysis found that while at least 77 districts will gain more than $182 million in state assistance under the proposal, 44 districts will lose state aid in the coming year, including at least 18 districts facing cuts above 10 percent. The proposed cut is very disappointing, but we remain hopeful that the legislature will restore the funding we need to continue to provide high-quality education to East Hampton students, Superintendent Adam Fine said. The East End District faces a cut of more than 20% in state aid. Newsday's review of plans for local districts drew on statewide data generated by the State Education Department. Those computerized lists, known as RUNS, provide breakdowns for distribution of nearly $5 billion in total proposed aid for Long Island. The reductions would be a result of Hochul's proposal this week to end the provision in state aid called Hold Harmless, which has been in existence for decades. That provision has meant school districts could depend on getting at least as much school aid as in the previous year. On the East End, proposed state aid for Amagansett will be reduced by 16.78%, Bridgehampton reduced by 4.85%, East Hampton by over 20%, East Quag by 3.30%, Montauk's will be reduced by 3.22%, Sag Harbor state aid from uh, for its uh, school district will be reduced by 16.99%, and Shelter Island reduced by over 21%, Southampton by over 14%. The Southampton Village Board voted unanimously last week to declare a more than 300-year-old beech tree situated on a triangle of grass where Hill Street meets Eastgate Road at the western edge of Southampton Village, abutting Shinnecock Territory, as a heritage tree of the village of Southampton. Kaylin Riley reports on 27East.com that the board made the designation in response to concerns raised by members of the Shinnecock Nation who had been camped out in protest at the tree for weeks, worried that work done recently around the tree by National Grid to install a gas main check valve to service and support an existing natural gas pipeline in the area that runs down nearby Tuckahoe Road might cause damage to the tree. Apparently, the tree has not been damaged. Representatives of Stony Brook University, speaking at an express sessions panel discussion last week, said they were committed to the Southampton campus and looked forward to the construction of a new hospital and the opportunity to provide affordable housing at the site, as well as draw in the broader community with new educational and cultural offerings. Stephen J. Coates reports on 27East.com that 
plans for building a new hospital on the Southampton campus were discussed. The idea was first aired more than a decade ago when Stony Brook University Hospital and Southampton Hospital merged. Ken Wright, the chairman of the Southampton Hospital Association, which is responsible for building the facility, said the COVID-19 pandemic slowed progress, as did last year's departure of Robert Challoner, Stony Brook Southampton Hospital's former chief administrative officer, who was the lead fundraiser for the project. When we started, I thought this would be a five- or six-year process, Wright said. It turns out building a hospital is about a 15-year process. Nonetheless, Wright said the plan remains in place, that he was hopeful the hospital would be built on the Stony Brook Southampton campus within six years. The Southampton Hospital Association has already raised about $60 million of its $250 million target, he said, and separately it had raised $40 million for the East Hampton Emergency Department and another $30 million for the Phillips Family Cancer Center on County Road 39 in Southampton. Wright said a new push would begin soon. We'll be announcing in the next month a new hire at our foundation who will be dedicated to the capital campaign. Republicans in Albany blasted New York Governor Kathy Hochul as soft on crime one day after she released a budget proposal that included proposals to shutter up to five correctional facilities. Vaughn Golden reports in the New York Post that GOP senators also said Hochul's idea to tackle retail theft with special task forces did not go far enough as they laid out the Republican priorities for the state's legislative session yesterday. Our colleagues continue to stick their heads in the sand when it comes to crime, GOP Minority Leader Rob Ort said. In her budget proposal, Governor Hochul laid out plans to use $40 million of state funds to set up task forces of state police and district attorneys meant to focus on stopping and prosecuting retail theft. They have created the conditions that retail theft has spiked, and now their answer to that is a task force, Ort said. This task force will produce paper and not results. Groups representing grocery stores and other shops were quick to react to the governor's plan as well, saying it doesn't do enough to support local cops. We'd like to see more money go to local police forces. I don't see state troopers dealing with shoplifting in local communities. Legendary Long Island investigative journalist Carl Grossman will be the major speaker at a conference this coming Sunday, January 21st, on current threats involving nuclear war. It has been organized by Long Island Peace Groups and will be held at the Huntington Cinema Arts Center between 2 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. this coming Sunday. There will be a showing of the film The Vow from Hiroshima about a survivor of the atomic bombing. Grossman, for 20 years, was a member of the Commission on Disarmament Education, Conflict Resolution and Peace of the United Nations and International Association of University Presidents. Books he has written include Weapons in Space. That's Grossman this coming Sunday. A triple whammy of strong nor'easters in the last month following a stormy autumn has left portions of the Ditch Plains neighborhood vulnerable to flooding and extensive property damage if something is not done to bolster the shoreline almost immediately, residents said this week, pleading with the East Hampton Town Board to find some way to protect the area. 
Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that East Hampton Town officials said they have reached out to state and federal agencies and that the Army Corps of Engineers had said on Tuesday that it would expedite review of conditions in Montauk and on Fire Island in the wake of recent storms and are exploring options for other actions that can be taken as a stopgap. Quote, we the residents and recreational users of Ditch Plains urgently appeal to the East Hampton Town Board to take immediate and decisive action to address the critical loss of the protective dune at Ditch Plains. Laura Michaels, the president of the Ditch Plains Association, said, reading from a petition that she has circulated, we urge the town to find a comprehensive initiative for sand replenishment and dune restoration to safeguard the future of Ditch Plains. The last three storms have been back-to-back, leaving us with no beach at Ditch, and it's only January, echoed Kay Tyler, the executive director of the Concerned Citizens of Montauk. But the beaches in front of the Ditch Plains neighborhood are in dire need of the sort of massive replenishment of sand and rebuilding of dunes that is unlikely possible on the small scale that the town of East Hampton can muster. The Federal Army Corps of Engineers will have to help. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.